When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Listen, I hate to piss on anyone's parade, but you know yourself, summer's over. That's it, done, finito, terminado, gone. And we were just starting to have a lovely time enjoying having our organs cooked every day in 42 degree heat whilst the rivers ran dry and the sea was polluted with our own shit or with the added smell of our own undercarriage to top it all off. But no, that's enough fun for us. In about an hour's time, they'll start playing that fucking Mariah Carey song on repeat for six months. And I'll tell you what, that in itself is enough to bring on seasonal annual depression, isn't it? Although seasonal, I should be so fucking lucky. The first person to mention the words pumpkin latte to me will have said pumpkin latte poured over their fucking stupid face. And don't get me started on slipper season. Hello, it's me, Scotty, your host, and you've managed to find somewhere you belong. Well done. If you're new, ATT is a podcast, so, you know, take your expectations away from what it can do for you. (laughs) It's just a podcast, all right? Calm the fuck down. We refer to it as a pub in which the listeners steer the entire direction of travel, and it's my job, supposedly, to try and make sense of it all. On today's show, aliases, the joy of choosing your own name, interspecies sexy time. (laughs) course and a problem with being called Keith. So as you can hear I'm well I don't know if you can hear actually but I'm still in Spain. I sort of said that as if you could hear people in the street talking Spanish and the parakeets flying ahead but anyway I can assure you I'm still in Spain. But by the time that you'll listen to this I'll be back into the country where the outgoing Prime Minister thinks the cost of living crisis can be solved with a new kettle and an ex-MP of the same party thinks the crisis could be solved with tin foil. So if that hasn't got you, just to kind of like put the icing on top of the cake, the clocks will be going back before you know it, just to make everything a little bit more miserable. Um, How are we feeling about the incoming darkness, actually? Question mark. Um, After almost a summer of feeling like the whole world was collapsing in on me, I'm sort of determined to make this winter optimistic. (laughs) 
I know, me either. But what about you? Uh, the number to contact is coming up a little bit later in the show. But before we get started, make sure you've hit that subscribe button, please. And remember that uh, if you want more of this and the other, at After The Tone P-O-D on Instagram and Twitter. Right, I think we should get on with it, please, because I haven't got all day for you. And I would actually like to do something quite fun with my life rather than fucking talk to you, miserable bunch of dickheads. Hiya, Scotty, love. It's that JRF here. Hello, love, how are you? Just got a quiet moment to myself. Oh, sorry. Hello, Tim Katmeyer. And, of course, beautiful producer Deb. Or producer Gobnut, as we found out. Um, yes, I was aware that Tamara and Abigail, St. Gobnut, I think she's the patron saint of bees. Yeah, true story. How they come up with this stuff, I've never known. But yes, she's a little cavapoo, a little cavaoodle, if you will. How's she getting on with the cat? Well, at first there was a few hisses and swipes. There was no bloodshed. And they've been a bit wary of each other. She's desperate to play with him. Oh, she keeps chasing him and come on, come on, come on. And then he'll give chase and he'll run around after her. Yeah, they make out that they don't like one another. But I'll tell you what, right? hold on to something because this it's going to get shocking so i'm loading the washing machine minding my own business and she's running free around the flat and the thing is if she's not near me she's either pissing or shitting on something soft and unwashable or alternatively she's chewing something so anyway there's there's deadly silence anyway so i load the washing machine i get up i walk into my bedroom you would not believe what i see i see tamara Abigail Faulkner, yeah, I'm using your Sunday name, tongue-punching Klaus Nomi Malone's fart box, and he stood there enjoying it. Now, I don't want to kink shame my animals, but she was basically giving him a rim job in my bedroom, and when I go, what's going on here? He then turns around like a flash, like he's been startled. And then he takes a swipe at her. I was like, don't come the raw prawn with me. I know what you were doing, you sick bastards. Um, like I said, I don't mean to kink shame anybody. What the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> Any road? Yeah, I know. The kids are at each other. But what was I going to say? Yeah, it's not too bad. Trying to find a doggy priest, though, for her to do a confirmation is a nightmare. I've already ordered a little dress that she's going to wear for the confirmation. A little white gloves, a little white Bible, a rosary. But can I find a priest that'll do confirmation for a dog? Will I, bugger? Yeah. Well, any road. I hope you all got us a stick of rock from um, Marbella. Um, where was it you were going? Granada. Granada Studios. Any road. Love and light. God bless you all. And a big kiss from Busy Mom of Two. That JRF. All right. Bye. I did all that in the wrong order, didn't I? Never mind. Bye. <laughs> I'll tell you what, she's like a bus. There's not one for months, and then there's fucking four of her. Bless you. It's so lovely to have you. Listen, your pets do sound like Nellies, and I don't mean that just because they're rimming, because not all Nellies rim. Which sounds like, a, do you know what? That's a t-shirt, Debbie. That's what we'll put on the fucking merch. Not all Nelly's rim. Write that down. Thank you very much. Now, the reason why I thought that was because maybe there are some heterosexual people that listen to this. Who knows? <laughs> but let me enlighten you. The way that a Nelly, a queer person, often shows that they like another queer person is by being completely vile to them. 
<laughs> or ignoring them. No, you do not exist. There's a thing which is called the three second look, okay, which happens in Nelly circles, which often, you know, you see somebody out, you look at them, you look them up and down as if you don't like them, and then you turn your head away. And that, in queer circles, my friends, is somebody saying to you, hello, yes, please, love you, please make me happier. <laughs> I'll get you talking about your, your children rimming each other. <laughs> Honestly, this podcast. Hello, after the Tone Pub. It is uh, wee, wee minge coming in for a wee... Well, actually, I'm not coming in for a wee whinge. I'm coming in to tell you a wee quick bit. Um, I've been listening to the podcast, like, kind of intermittently or, like, all, all over the place, so I'm... A, I'm up to speed, but I'm also, like, listening back to, like, old episodes. Anyway, I'm listening to the episode where we're talking a lot about names, and I thought I'd give my little two-pence piece. I have the middle name of my granny. However, my granny's name wasn't actually her name. I've also got an Auntie Jean, and her name isn't actually Jean. Her name is Elizabeth. Also, having an Auntie Jean is, like, pretty, pretty standard if you living in Scotland um but anyway so I remember asking Jean why do you go by Jean and not Elizabeth and she was saying that it was because back in the olden days don't know what that means don't know when that means periodically or historically but anyway back in the olden days if death came to your door and would be asking for I'm here to collect Elizabeth then you could be like oh no 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 Elizabeth's not here it's just Jean I always thought that was quite mad but I quite like it as well, like having like a decoy name, like an alias, but actually that is your name. But it feels a bit weird being named after my dead gran, and actually that's not her name. But that's what she went for, so that is what she was named. Yeah, names are weird. My brother's having a baby soon, and I don't know what the name is. My mum told me him not to tell us what they were thinking, because everybody's got an opinion on it. And I agree, but I'm also desperate to know what they're going to play. Play? Call it. Anyway, bye, have a nice day, love you. Oh, hi, Wee Minge. It's lovely to have you back. Now, listen, I know you and other people listen to this intermittently, but what the fuck do you think I'm sat here for, huh? I might start fucking recording them intermittently if that's how this is going. I want people here week in, week out. The moment it's published at 5am on a Thursday morning, I want you fucking up and out of bed, washed behind your ears, and I want you fucking listening to this thing. Otherwise, I'm not going to fucking do it, okay? That's the attention level that I need, okay? Um, yes, I know I'm hard work, and that's why Debbie loves me. <laughs> now, first off, how does anyone in your family know what to fucking call each other? Question mark. That's the first question. My second question was, it sounded like in your head you'd resolve this for us, but I... I what the fuck is going on? Sorry, if death knocks at your door, hey, uh, listen, I know in Scotland you die 10 years earlier than people in England, largely because you have some of the best chip shops in the world. But who... Uh, is, is it that bad that death is coming around? And two... <laughs> Anyway, so I'm glad it made sense to you, but for the rest of us, we're like, sorry. <laughs> That's why she's called Jean. Do you know what? Use lot, I don't fucking get you, but I do quite like you. Hi, Scotty. Hi, After the Tone crew. My name's Joe. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller, and responding to your uh, piece about uh, your parents naming you uh, with a name that 
most of your family couldn't pronounce. And the same thing happened to my brother. So my mum's Portuguese and my dad's English. And they called my brother Keith. One of the other options was Rupert. My mum sort of was delightfully sort of unaware of sort of how opposite end of the spectrums those names were. Anyway, so he was called Keith. We grew up in Belgium and the TH sound isn't really used in Portuguese or in French. And so my brother spent his uh, childhood being called Keith, Kiss, Kiss by relatives and friends. Bye. Oh, hi, Joe. Long time. Let's not have a front stump call up. <laughs> Why? Why do I do this? They just get the more ridiculous. This badge winging its way to you. Now, Portuguese, I feel like I have to apologise because last week I had some big opinions on Portugal and I just want to stay. They are completely valid. <laughs> I stand by them. And I also want to add to this list Belgium. Oh my God. I tell you what, I was there for three hours and by the end of it, I was like, I mean, I've had a bit of chocolate. I've had some chips. I've had a beer. Now what? <laughs> Oh, I can really relate to you, your brother, Keith. 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 I'm trying to do it in French and Portuguese, yeah? But Keith. Keith. <laughs> because, as I've mentioned before, when my family are from in Ireland, I'm Scotch. Sounds very aggressive, doesn't it? Doesn't belong in their mouths. Scotch, absolutely. Scotch doesn't. But the Spanish... I quite like, but also can't say it, Escot. Escotty. Escotty. You know, putting an E or an A in front of it, it sort of winds me up, but I sort of like it at the same time because I find it quite endearing. Listen, Joe, it's lovely to have you. You broke the seal. I hope you come back. I hope I haven't insulted you and your culture too much. <laughs> hey, Scotty. Tim Catamire and everyone. Hope you're all doing well. It's uh, Vicky from Colchester. Phoned in a few times. Might not be Vicky from Colchester for much longer because I have been thinking lately about changing my name. Thought about it a lot over the years and thought in a typical way that I guess that working class people do, this is indulgence and I can't do it. The thought of having to try and explain to my family and be like, yeah, I've decided to change my name because... Vicky doesn't suit me. I mean, it just doesn't. I've never felt like that was me. Vicky, Victoria, none of it. It's just not me at all. And to the point where I've hated introducing myself to people. But trying to explain that, it just feels so self-indulgent. Should I care? I don't know. I'm beginning to think from listening to other people talking about it on the podcast that it's it's my identity, you know, and I should be able to be called what I like. Anyway, I talked to my daughter about it the other day and she said to me, I think you really suit the name Stevie. And as soon as she said it, I was like, oh my God, I love that name. Stevie, that feels so much more me. My brother's called Steve, so it's tricky. <laughs> but, you know, he'll no doubt make some jokes about how I'm obsessed with him or some shit. <laughs> anyway, I'm thinking, I'm seriously thinking about it and that's down to callers on here. So thank you, everyone, for for phoning in with your stuff and uh, and helping me look at things in a different light and realise I'm not being a self-indulgent wanker, but I wanted to change my name because it's part of who I am. 
Love you guys. Bye. Vicky from Colchester. Lovely to have you back. Welcome back into the room. Now, listen, when you said uh, Colchester, I thought four out of ten. Four because they've got some good charity shops there. The rest because it's just Colchester. Anyway, now, when you said I might not be Vicky from Colchester for long, I thought, oh, are you going to move? <laughs> One of my favourite things to do is helping people relocate their lives. People haven't even told me they want to move. But, and I'll be like, do you know where you'd like? Because luckily I've travelled quite a lot and I can suit people to a place. I'm very good at it. I've done quite well so far. Anyway, some names don't fit. You're right. And there was something in this about this idea about being a self-indulgent wanker. We sort of um, run away from the idea. And I just wanted to say... Be a fucking self-indulgent wanker. Who's going to tell you off? Who's going to say to you, no, you're not allowed to do that? No, that's not allowed. And I think if anyone needs fucking permission, I'm giving it out here, right? If you need to be self-indulgent, if you need to be a wanker at the same time, lucky you, (laughs) then do it. Because we got a, I'm, I'm thinking very heavily about this recently. I've been thinking about mortality. Here we go. She's going off on a tangent. You're welcome. I've been thinking about mortality. And Debbie said to me, I think you're moving into middle age. And I said, go fuck yourself. I'm 37 next. When am I 37? I'm 37 at the end of the month. How fucking dare you? I'm not. And I said, yeah, I think you're right, actually. And I've been thinking a lot about worry and fear that I've been living with for a very long time. And I'm getting to the point where I now want to go fuck it. So I want to offer that to other people. So be a self-indulgent wanker. If you want to call up and say, hello, I'm Stevie from Colchester and I'm a self-indulgent wanker, so fucking be it. Hiya, Scotty, Tim, Kat, Deb, Maya, everybody in the pub. I wanted to get in touch about the name conversation. One of the most gorgeous parts about being trans, I think for me, is having the opportunity to name myself. And obviously that's by no means something that is limited to only trans people. I think it's something that I wouldn't have realised or considered was an option if I hadn't been trans. Obviously, it's, it can be a big process um, getting to that point of naming yourself, but it's so empowering. And I just remember thinking about all the reasons why I chose my name. Like, it's one syllable because I wanted to be direct about who I am. I just tried out lots of different sounds and what felt like the right gender feel. And when I found my name, it just... I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. Like, And it felt really good. And I changed my name maybe like three or four years ago. And then I'm just now in the process of... Um, I'm about to change my surname because I've become quite permanently estranged from my family, um, which is sad but necessary because they're massive transphobes. And actually thinking about changing my surname is... Uh, it's huge because it's not even just about, I don't know, my my gender. It's about really claiming who I am as a person. And it's allowing to, allowing me to make choices to connect to other parts of my identity. Like, for instance, I'm Jewish. So it's been really important to find a name that really clearly encapsulates that as well. Um, and I just think more people should name themselves. It's amazing. It's a great experience. So yeah, if anyone's thinking about doing it, try it out. Be playful, it's fun. Also, what you're talking about, social clubs, um, I just want to give a shout out to 
um, Keir Hardy Hall, which is a working men's club in Norwich where I grew up. I'm not a fan of Norwich. Sorry, anyone from Norwich, but you know, trauma. Um, anyway, it was just like, it was literally falling apart. But I used to be there like every week. And I feel like the, the floors were that like squishy laminate that was just sort of soaked with the smell of beer and cigarettes. And like the stairs were literally crumbling. I think everything was just held together by the sheer like willpower of the people that were always there. And yes, I remember the like little register signing in. Oh, it brought back so many memories. Okay, much love. Bye. Oh, hello, friend. I loved every moment of this and every twist and turn. So thank you so much for that. Yes, Norwich. Also, four out of ten. Four out of ten. It's one of those places in the UK, just for our overseas listeners, just, you know, to give them a sense of it. There's sort of one road in and one road out. But people who live there largely think it's like the best thing since sliced bread. But other people like our friend here, the caller here, knows the truth. It's just a shithole with oat milk. <laughs> yes to naming yourself. And I, do you know what? Through this call, I was wondering what Vicky, our caller from before, from Colchester, just down the road, in you know, from Norwich, really. I mean, both four out of tens. I wonder what Vicky <coughs> slash Stevie slash person would learn from this call and hear from this call. I fucking love this gaff. It's so good, isn't it? Um... Yes, only you know if the name fits. That's so true. And I guess you do have to sort of like try it on. I guess it's like new school shoes, isn't it? You have to like break it in and see if it like rubs up against you in the wrong way. And like that then only fits you and it fits you in a certain way. With your family, you've got to do what you've got to do in it. And I think sometimes because... I've had experiences of this. I felt like I had to give explanation to it. And I think, fuck that. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. I've been thinking a lot about my name as well, because, of course, I'm anonymous. <laughs> I can never say it. I'm known by one name, like Jesus and God and Madonna and Cher. Although some stupid people always say, Jesus' is their name's Christ. And it's not actually. It was a title. <laughs> It wasn't his given name, actually, because actually I think Jesus is trans, but that just gets us into another whole, another conversation. But if we want to have that conversation, I'm more than happy to have that conversation. But I've been thinking about the fact that I don't use my surname, particularly because we've been having this chat about Irishness, right? And because my surname is very Irish, my surname's Gallagher. I'm really, I hate, I hate it when people say Gallagher. Ga no, 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 no. My surname's Gallagher. Okay, that's how you say it. It's not Gallagher, Gallagher. Okay, and I feel like there's part of me that wants to bring that to my identity to be Scotty Gallagher. And I think the reason to want to use my name is because I'm so proud of where I've come from and particularly what the Gallagher side of my family had to go through, particularly my grandfather, that I want that to be seen and heard and said. It's less about me and my ego and more about wanting to hold that memory and that pride of who I am and where I come from and what I'm made of. Hmm, thank you so much. Now I'm stuck thinking, do I need to do this as well? Maybe this has given me the encouragement. Hmm. 
And that feels like an ideal moment to have a brew and a breather. But don't go anywhere because after these messages, we are talking Italian, taking a tour of a queer archive in Edinburgh. Before we go anywhere, I would like to say a massive happy birthday to After the Tone. Today, we are two years old. Can you believe such a thing? Two years this has been going on and continues to go on. And so I want to just have a little moment to give a massive love to the ATT crew. That's to Tim, Meyer and Kat. And of course, to the amazing, the wonderful producer Deb, who without her, none of this would be possible. And of course, we've got to say happy birthday to you. You lot who dive in and out and up and down, you're like fucking okey-cokey in and out and shaking it all about. Because without you, none of it would be possible. So perhaps this is a moment that I want to ask you, if you're an LTL, if you've listened to over the 80 hours of content we've created over the past two years, can you imagine such a thing? 80 hours. That's like two weeks of non-stop hard graft for somebody. And perhaps you listen to us every week, or perhaps you use us for an hour a week like you would at a yoga class, or perhaps you use us like a similar amount of time that you would use your Netflix or Spotify subscription. We give you that, we give you that time, that content for free. So why not try something radical? And if you can, try and quantify what ATT means for you. And instead of consuming us for free, if you can, give us something so we can continue to provide it for another two years. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone. Just like Ruth, Kirsty, Maria and Michelle have done this month. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. And this week over on the Patreon, the call that we couldn't fit in was from the lovely Laura, who didn't tell us where they're from, but um, we do have a lovely talk about childhood trips to their nans and um, how they've shaped their life. Coming up in just three weeks, it's the end of season eight finale. (laughs) You mean there's a season nine? I have to continue this? And it just so happens that that coincides with my birthday. So no pressure, but we're going to have a party. (laughs) So I need some entertainment. Perhaps you've got a song in you. (laughs) Lucky you. (laughs) Perhaps you could do a little party trick. Perhaps there's a little turn you might be able to do. Um, Who's doing the catering? What's on the buffet? Who's doing the playlist? What's on the playlist? I want stories from memorable parties, please. I'd also love to hear from those who are older than me. I'm going to be turning 37. And (laughs) because I'm having a, a... central crisis no news to anybody but I also love to hear from younger listeners who's also got these sort of big questions about aging like do you fear aging question mark so let's make it a party to remember deep chat and party games you know what to do whatsapp me a voice note to this number zero seven double eight two hundred three four two zero Hey gang, it's Fran here. Hope you're all well. Long time no voice note in. I have been listening. I'm a couple of episodes behind. Life's just kind of got in the way and yeah, I don't know. I have been listening in the background. It's lovely to hear lots of new people. I've been loving all the chats. Also, ketchup. Apparently, if you keep it in the fridge, I think it says it on the back of the bottle, it intensifies the flavour of like ketchupness if that's a word. So I never used to keep it in the fridge, but now I do. And I like cold ketchup with hot chips. I've just had surgery on my foot. So I am recovering and feeling quite crappy um, and in quite a lot of pain. So I thought, I know what I'd do. Send a voice note into the pub and see how everyone's doing. 
And not to bring it onto the pod, because sometimes it's nice to get a bit of relief, but anyone else fucking struggling with the cost of living? (laughs) Just breathing is so expensive. I just, I don't know, I get infuriated by it all. And it fucks over so many people, and the rich will still be rich, and the rest of us will still be struggling, but struggling even more with fuck all support. And then you've got bloody Liz Trust banging on about cheese, or Rishi Sunak, who... He's talking about the fucking McDonald's breakfast wrap that they haven't done for years. Oh, God, give us strength. Anyway, I hope everyone's doing all right. And if anyone's got any recommendations of how not to go insane whilst not being able to do very much for six weeks, TV recommendations or book recommendations or, you know, anything to keep me going would be much, much appreciated. Sending you all lots of love and, um, yeah. I will try and call in soon. Bye. Fran here. L T N V N I N G. Long time no voice noting. <laughs> Listen, it's lovely to have you back, but you, you know, life gets in the way, and there are other things than listening to me waffle on to a bunch of strangers. Do you know what I mean? So you do you, babes. Now I've said that, but I also am sort of disgusted in you as well. Ketchup gets more ketchupy by putting it into a fridge. I've never heard of such witchcraft. Next you'll be telling me people will be knocking the door asking for Joan or Jericho, but Elizabeth's in. I don't fucking... Between the pair of years, honestly, I, I, it's a lie, it's a con. You can't make ketchupy more ketchupy once the ketchup has been made. Sounds like a riddle, but I, I'll tell you what, I've got very strong opinions on this. Also, what does ketchup mean? What language is it? Ketchup. Is it portmanteau? Oh, look at me with the big words. Yeah. Don't think it is, though. Don't think it's poor man's toe. What is it? Anyway, somebody call up and let us know how the word ketchup came to be. The cost of living crisis. Now, I just want to um, give a bit of explanation to this to people who might be listening to this outside of the UK. Because, of course, we are all aware that globally there are pressures on products because we're t- being told because of war. So I'm um, trying to get wheat, oil, etc. And also energy costs globally have gone much higher as well. And we're told that's purely down to, to war as well. Now, I'm not clever enough to know whether what I'm being told there is true or not. I am just delivering you the message that somehow is coming down through us, through osmosis, that all of us are going through this thing. However, different governments are responding differently to this. So I'm in Spain currently at the moment, where to travel less than 300 kilometres, I think, is free via train. And I think students are getting more cash in their student loans. I mean, don't quote me on this. I mean, this is me doing secondhand. I've saw this on the internet and read it, you know, for three seconds, etc. Whereas in the UK, (laughs) we are being told to get new kettles because that will save us a £1,000 a year. I mean, we're just being fucking lied to, aren't we? And it's so fucking annoying. But we're seeing, almost on a monthly basis in the UK, that our bills are doubling. And so I'm waiting for this fucking massive bill. It's so frightening, isn't it? Because you are just waiting for the email. Do you know what I mean? And I've seen people who haven't had the lecky on... And they're getting bills for a couple of hundred quid. They haven't even got it on. They're not even fucking using it. 
So listen, we have got big listenerships outside the UK and I would love to know how or if this is affecting you in the same way. I would just love to, for us to anecdotally share like what's going on with you and how this is affecting you. Thanks, Fran. Thanks for stimulating this chat. And I hope you, your foot gets better, babe. Hi, Scotty in the pub. This is Holly calling from my empty house in Montreal. Um, this is for your holiday special. So my boyfriend is Italian and I very briefly tried to use Duolingo to learn Italian uh, and gave up. But the only thing I remember how to say is I eat the fried cheese, which is io mangio il formaggio fritto. So happy holidays. (laughs) Holly, no longer in North Carolina, calling from Montreal. I think that has to be a new name, doesn't it? It's, you know, what I love about this podcast is because we've been with each other for so long now, as I say, it's the second birthday. No one's brought me a fucking card, bit of cake. Do you know what I mean? I know it's for everybody, but come on. I fucking deserve a slice of cake, don't I? That we've, we see these changes in people's lives. And like, what a fucking massive life change. Also, we've revealed that you've got a partner. I thought it was just you bouncing around with the dogs on the beach. That was a very good Italian, though. I thought that was a very good accent. I'm trying to think in Spanish what's the best thing that I can say. Um, oh, I've sort of <laughs> sort of started to start all my conversations with people here with Mi español no es muy bueno, yo intentaré. <laughs> Which means my Spanish is shit, but I'll give it a go. And immediately people are like much more like, they've got much more time for you because they think it's quite cute, I think. And I think also because of my sort of common accent, it makes the Spanish sound sort of ridiculous and people give you a bit more time. Listen, I think the likes of Duolingo and all those apps, I think they're great because what they do is they take away ignorance from English speakers because English speakers get away with fucking murder abroad. Do you know what I mean? And you don't have to have to try in the slightest. And I think it's really important to, for me, wherever I go, I always try to learn, please, thank you. Um, How much is this one? Thank you very much. Like, try and learn some niceties. The best thing, though, that I learned has never been on a language um, app. It's always been reading, like, etiquette blogs about those cultures because there are just different ways of being. And I think you can be politer by being than you often can by saying. Mmm! Very profound today. Hello, Scotty, and all you gorgeous people in the pub. This is uh, Jamie from uh, Edinburgh here, just walking across Holyrood Park, actually, which is quite nice and quiet after the festival has gone and all the craziness. So it's kind of just uh, the locals now, and it's always lovely just to see people wandering around, having a nice time. Anyway, what was I calling about? Oh, yeah, municipality and the feeling of social spaces. Definitely been important in my life because, as those who've heard me before know, I used to be a vicar. (laughs) So the first place that I was a a vicar was in the Midlands. So our church was also the hall, and I kind of helped to revitalise it a bit with new loos and new windows and new roof (laughs) and new flooring. So just kind of managed to get that going and it's just been lovely to you know once I've left to 
see the people there, have a bit more confidence and enjoy creating a little garden for the community and getting different people in. I think they do like a drumming workshop now, which is really cool. And uh, why am I walking across Hollywood Park? Well, because I'm on the way to Lavender Menace. They are an archive of queer writing, uh, books, uh, all sorts of, of stuff. A real sort of archive of LGBT history, especially here in Scotland, but, but you know, throughout Britain and indeed the world. That's great that it's come back, having had a play written about it, and people going, hang on, that was really, really good, because it sort of survived from, was it 82 or something like that? Right through the difficult times of uh, Thatcherism and HIV AIDS and all that sort of malarkey into the early 90s but then it kind of disappeared but now it's back as an archive and as a sort of a focal point for queer life lavender menace yeah so i'm off there now because they open periodically on is it tuesdays and wednesdays i think and the every other sunday so this is like the first sunday that they're open as this so i'm going along to see what's there uh, to have a cup of coffee and see Sigrid and Bob who set it up in the first place all those years ago and still holding the flame of queer joy and, and writing and identity and uh, we'll see what's going on and, and I think that it's important that we have these queer spaces post all the losses that we've had through lockdown but also of course through technology and meetup apps and whatever and the loss of our spaces and also that those spaces are very very particular aren't they they tend to revolve around a particular type of enjoyment that's alcohol based and loud noise and la 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 and this is much more community based which is a bit more me and um yeah so i'm really looking forward to it i hope you had a lovely holiday bye Lovely, Jamie. Lovely to have you back in Edinburgh. Edinburgh, 8 out of 10, I'd say. I would say, well, do you tell you why? Because my ex lives there and, you know, it's that thing when, you know, you go back to a smaller city or town and, you know, like someone lives there that you're just like, it wouldn't be awful if you bumped into each other, but it would be awkward. <clears throat> and you sort of have to pretend to be nice to each other when really you just want to say, fuck yeah! <laughs> Um, but the people there also can be up their own arse. And do you know what? I'm actually going to demote it to 7 out of 10. Because if we were talking about Leith, which is down the way from it, I would have a different answer, but we're not. We're just talking about Edinburgh. Anyway, municipality, is it fading? Are we losing that sense of the church hall? Are we losing that sense of the tenants' hall, the place where we can meet, we can come together? And I wonder if this is all just purely political. Because, of course, many of us are living under structures of sort of smaller state where the state wants to have less of an impact it wants to save money it thinks there's personal responsibility etc but I also wonder if we've become quite insular people via these expensive triangles that we like to keep on scrolling on every day I'm thinking there about like queerness as sort of neo-municipality how often queer communities well there you go, the clues in the name, are quite good at self-organising because for a long time have had to self-organise. And so I'm thinking, 
do some of the answers lie there? Although, you know, when we look at the likes of Grindr and sort of the sexy apps, they've also taken their effect and they have created a more insular, moving away from using queer space and kind of being... Sorry, I'm now just having a thought to myself of being like, are the gay sex apps conservative? (laughs) Are they small state? (laughs) Because they turn you into an individual rather than a community. Mmm, that's an interesting one. Yes, there is a lot of work that is happening at the moment, isn't there? And I'm really grateful for it, where people are diving into archives and queer archives and resurfacing AIDS blankets, which were made by communities and club archives. And we're seeing institutions for the first time open across the way. And I was this has got me all my kinks up, uh, Jamie, because um, I really love this really subtle shout out for this really lovely local group where you are. And that's not to play its effect at all but you know it's very specific to Edinburgh and I wonder if there are other people listening who have got like a similar thing who might want to like put a bit of faith (laughs) into me to say this is this queer thing that's happening down the way from me and I love it and this is how I use it lovely to hear from you Jamie Hiya Scotty it's Faggy Farmer here it's been a long time and I'm very behind on the podcast very behind I've not listened to ages because been very busy but I've, i just had to leave a note because i just had a thought going around in my head all day that i've got nowhere else to put you know the only place i can think of to throw this but can we please propose a ban on the word bro in gay porn because i just can't i just can't i hate it anyway i hope you're all well love you lots ta <laughs> Do you know what, Faggy Farmer? You can always put it here in more ways than one. <laughs> but honestly, if you've ever got any thoughts like this going around your head, do exactly what Faggy Farmer just did. Oh, do you know what? This pseudo-masculinity that goes around in Nelly circles, dude, mate, bro, etc. I'm with you. No. Dear, love, sweetheart. I'd much prefer that. <laughs> Oh, hi, it's me. I mean, you sort of know that because it's me, it's me talking to me. I mean, that's a bit meta, isn't it? It's me talking to future you from the past. God, this is a bit too avant-garde for its own good, isn't it? Anyway, I fantasised about talking to you for some time, which sounds quite strange. I'm sure my therapists have a lot to say about that, but I've sat here and I've spoken to most people apart to myself for two years. And I think... The birthday probably felt like a good moment (laughs) to sort of say, I don't know, say something. Recently, I was listening back to myself on the podcast. I was listening to, like, some of the first episodes in season eight. I sounded very sad. Uh, And that's because I was. I was, like, losing grip on reality very quickly. And, um... Without putting too much pressure on you all, I think this got me through. I think it did. I think, I guess, you know, I'm sat up here, he's indoors, he's falling asleep. My brother's downstairs falling asleep. I'm listening to a whole bunch of Spanish people having a lovely time. And I'm sat in a big giant bath on a rooftop in a rented apartment, sort of (laughs) gathering my thoughts. And I guess, (gasps) maybe that's anonymous, there's bells. (laughs) 
just going to leave you with the bells for a minute, I think. Anyway, I wanted to sort of thank you a lot for giving me what I get from this thing, which is a lot of joy, a lot of laughter, a lot of ridiculous conversations with people that I pass who listen to it in real life. And um, I guess maybe this is a reminder to myself from the future of the past. I haven't quite worked that one out, but let's just go past that. That um, it will pass, and with it, new knowledges come with us, eh? Anyway, I'm going to go get ready because there's a fashion show on the high street. (laughs) And I'm desperate to see some Spanish nans sit on plastic chairs, look at some very avant-garde fashion. So, anyway, I hope this isn't too avant-garde and too weird, but I thought I'd say hello. How are you? (laughs) And that's it. That's it. That's all we've got time for. Wow, two years. Two years of doing this. I know I keep on about it, but it just feels really magical and really beautiful. So I just wanted to place that there. Two years of doing this. Thank you so much. We have gone around the houses today. I'm really loving these chats about identity and names and what they mean for us all. This chat as well about... (laughs) About whether or not bros should be used in porn. But kind of queerness and municipality and what like community looks like for you and what shape that takes for you also as well please like our lovely friend holly now in montreal not north carolina if you've got any one-liners that you can say in different languages (laughs) however abstract i'd love to hear them um you know what to do if any of that has stirred you in your judy walters Pick up the blower, open up the WhatsApp and send me a little voice note to the number that's in the description box. Remember, patreon.com forward slash after the tone if you are there wanting more at after the tone P-O-D on socials if you'd like to be our friend. Please be our friend! Please! (laughs) Sorry, I feel like I'm begging you every week, but just fucking follow us and I'll stop asking you. And please, please, please do consider sharing A2T, particularly this week on our second birthday, with some thoughts about what this space means for you and what it's done for you, or perhaps why you hate it. (laughs) Share it with a friend or colleague or WhatsApp group, or maybe on your socials, because without you, there is no pub. Um, I'll be seeing you next time from Inglaterra, but from me, the A2T crew, and my beloved producer Deb. Adios. ATT This Week is produced by Debbie Kilbride, Vice Producer Tim Bano, Assistant Producer Maya Miller-Lewis, Digital Producer Capriel. After the Tone is a Debbie production. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.